All right, Anthony Guerra, Jets fan, pizza owner, pizza czar of Raleigh. Would you like to start this week's edition of Picks and Pizza with a moment of silence for the 2023 New York football Jets? I need a solid exhale. Need an exhale? All right. So this you get, so you is, get four plays. This <laughs> is why I, even though graduating from UNC, I understand the state fan. You understand their plight. Oh my God. I had, now set the scene because my wife usually has, I'm usually at work. I work all the time, whatever. Mondays, oh, can you do you this? You were looking forward to this. Like, oh, this was like legit. That. Oh, we got to go here. Should we get a babysitter? Should we go out? I said, there's no way. There's no way. This is what we're doing. Going, we're getting ribeyes for the grill, getting all the guacamole set. <laughs> nachos we had the beer was set in the fridge i mean i even had pre-game we had pre-game martinis for this whoa i had this was a thing so you, thing. you didn't do this last year obviously oh i haven't done this in five <laughs> years this was my chance this was it sorry i, I had i we had one chance no i my brother Military comes in to the house. Oh no! <laughs> I said, Lou, you got to make the drive up. Just it's the Jets. It's Week One. It's Aaron Rodgers. You see how they're working in the preseason. Hits a little traffic. I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Oh no! Don't worry about it, Lou. I got this state. Oh, the ribeyes. No. I'll get them set. <laughs> we'll get it. Whatever. The Bills get the ball. What? We're great. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't worry, right? It's going to be great. There's plenty of football to watch. You got to get here anyway. He never saw Aaron Rodgers play football for the Jets, and he probably never will. That is that is a shame. That's how painful this one was. Uh, this hurts. I think I already know which camp you're in, but I'm going to play two different Jet fan reactions for you in the media, and I want you to, I want you to tell me which one is you. Okay. First one is who everyone knows. That's Mike Greenberg, you know, kind of does play the role of jet fan perfectly. Uh, but let's hear his kind of, he, he, he's just depressed. He's dejected at the house. And, and I, in all honesty, people want to know how I feel. And the truth is there is no way in the world I have processed this. I understand that millions of things have happened yesterday in the world that in the big picture were more significant than this. But from a sports perspective, this is about as overwhelming as anything that could possibly happen. Six, eight months of anticipation, all the excitement and all the possibilities. And for it to come to an end like that, that quickly, there's no way I have fully taken in the magnitude of what actually happened on the fourth play last night. It was incredibly deflating for so, incredibly deflated. Yeah, great so, statement, bro. I had Joe, I had the print of Aaron Rodgers back of the jersey, Meadowlands in front of him. The flag. American <laughs> flag in his hand. It's 9-11. Robert Sala shows football because of this day. Yes. What a day. The flag. You got the stadiums lined up. You got all the everything's there. The chew it. Bang, bang, bang. I was like, I'm going to hang. That poster's got to go up. All right. Said, oh, what a print. James, my Let's oldest son, go. texted me. James, who's a Jets fan. We're winning the Super Bowl this year. That's it. I'm ready after this, after seeing oh. the opening ceremony. Oh, I saw Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Jets by a million. Yes. All right. So that was one reaction, the, the kind of dejected, because it is the hope that kills you. Oh, right. Yeah, As absolutely. a Jets fan or a state oh. fan or an, a, a fan of England soccer. You expect the worst, and it's when you let your guard down and have those moments like NC State football last year or like the College World Series in 21 where you're like, no, 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 this is it. This is finally it. It's finally going to happen. It's only when you convince yourself of that as the rug finally does it get pulled out from under you, just like Charlie Brown trying to kick that football. Just You just never make the contact, right? And Because you, you're not actually mad at the Jets right now. You're more mad at yourself. Yeah, for falling oh, yes, for it. Yes, again. yes, 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 yes. That's yes, exactly yes, where you are yes, right now. Yes. Uh, but Brandon Tierney, who's on the New York Sports Talk Radio, does not want to hear any of that dejected talk. Here, this is uh, from WFAN Sports Radio. 
He's in. He's done. He's done. Do not tell me today that the season is over. Get up. Stop walking around work like a loser. Get your act together. We're playing until January. There is no way that I'm tapping out now. No chance. If you didn't kill us last night, we are unkillable. I have Zach's back. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I am saying playoffs with Zach. And I, I think the season, in fact, might be over, BT. I had to I like Brandon Tierney. I like, I love the the tough guy approach to a football game you're never going to play. I mean, if I can get Brandon Tierney with the hoodie I was on say, the field. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Brandon Tierney. He's got the green Jets hoodie on. He's got it pulled up. He's, he's, he's like in uh, Eminem, eight-mile mode. He, he's ready to battle rap. And come on. I, I appreciate the theatrics stuff. You know what I actually appreciate about that? He's still on terrestrial radio and he can't swear. And he didn't swear. He, like that's actually really impressive. He touched the line. He he, <laughs> he he brought the intensity. I like that. He's dead wrong about Zach Wilson. Yeah. You're dead wrong. It's not gonna end Listen, well. <laughs> I am not like crying in a corner. I am I have the knife in my stomach. But uh listen, you, you got to you got to rely on that defense. We got to get a guy. I can't believe they won. I can't believe they beat the Bills. A great and, win. And that's kind of why. A great win. That's kind of why. We'll start with the Jets this week. Um, but I wanted to start there because when we did our first pizza, you said the Bills window is open. And this was before. Uh, you were obviously kind of thinking both Dolphins would be good uh, yep. and that the Jets would be good. So yep. I, I just, I look at this thing and I'm like, man. I don't really know what's going on or what's going to happen. You think any chance at Tom Brady? I hope so. I, I mean, listen, we we as Jets fans grew up to hate Tom Brady. Tom Brady might be the only guy to reverse the Belichick, hex. right? Right. And I mean, every day, I hope if he, I mean, we should just keep sending him. Hey, here's Belichick's record without you, Tom. And now, if you come back, we could add two more L's on there. No, listen, the Jets were a terrible team for a few years here. Terrible team. That's how they got all the draft capital that they did to acquire the players that they did. Firing Rex Ryan. Biggest mistakes we had going as a franchise. There's a really big, (laughs) there's a big time, big time team. It's attractive for a quarterback. I don't think Tom is going to do it, but shoot. Mike White. Can we get Mike White back? Too much to ask. (laughs) What do we trade for him? I mean, you got it. I mean, I'm sure Joe Douglas is calling everybody with an arm. Bill Flacco said he was ready. I, I mean, Joe was Flacco was at least. Well, no, they have a new offensive coordinator, so it's not like you have. I don't know. This is this is a really tough spot. I do believe it was Robert the Griffin the third who was like auditioning himself, but he also said like whoever you bring off the bench off the street isn't going to be more familiar or be more ready to help you than Zach Wilson. I'll take RG three right now in a suit. <laughs> In a suit. You ever see that guy run? The guy, his, you see him run the 40? He won't stay in a suit. I don't care. (laughs) Give me that guy. Speaking of people you can't rely on. I, I, yeah, well, you know, I would take him. It's bad when you're looking at Carson Wentz and you're like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'd rather see what you have in Wilson, but. We know what we have, though. No, I do not know what you have. You at least had an off season with him where he had no pressure. Like he wasn't gripping that thing super tight this off season. Like he was actually trying to learn. I, I actually do think Aaron Rodgers was trying to help him with this offense. I do think Hackett actually is a good OC. So I think they had those things going for them. I agree. Um, so the number this week, so last week we both went two and one. Good go. start. I'll take good it. start. We need to combine your props with my picks and we'll be fine. We both had the jets, the jets against all odds end up winning outright and covering uh, I had the Niners beating the Steelers. They covered like a dream. The Niners are now the Super Bowl favorite, making my ticket look a little bit better. Foolishly, I had Russell Wilson to throw for more than 220 yards. He didn't even get to 200. Wisely, you had Bryce Young getting throwing an interception. Yeah, I, I still don't understand why that's the... Which he threw two. So you, you were clear, free and clear 
on that one. So let's go this way. I was nervous in the first drive. It didn't happen. I, I had heavy, heavy, heavy nerves. Oh, just from the first drive. And we were we were making pizza and then the whole <laughs> the, the the restaurant erupted. Nice when, when you got it. When you flash came across came that hit, yes. All right. So let's go. Let's actually start with the Jets, then we'll do our best bet. Um Can no. we also throw Kadarius Tony under the bus for killing my Chiefs bet? Wow. And then I gotta listen to him talk about the Giants. I gotta listen to you talk about someone else. Sir, you're a wide receiver. Catch the ball. <laughs> that is that is in the job description. Uh, so this, the Jets go to Dallas this week. Dallas was obviously just at Jet Life Stadium and absolutely tore the Giants a new asshole. So everyone is on the Cowboys right now. Super Bowl odds have, have shrunk. This line opened at three. It's now at nine and a half. Nine and a half. I'll, I'm going to punch it up to ten and a half because I don't see anybody for the sake of this video and it's not going to come out till you know, later in the week. I'm, I'm punching this thing up to ten and a half. Which way, which way are you going? Oh, God. I mean, at this, are we calling it 10, 10 and a half the line? We're gonna, for the sake of this video, we're saying 10 and a half. Because I, I don't see it going back the other way. Oh, no. This line, I saw the line. I had action. To be fair, I had action on the on the Cowboys at minus eight and a half yeah. early in the week. 10 and a half. For the sake of the show and for the sake of, I tell you what, I was going to pick the opposite way. I think that video swayed me. <laughs> I think. I think Tierney swayed me. <laughs> I think the defense is going to hold. I don't think that. I think Zach Wilson's horrible. Give me the Jets and the points, baby. Jets and the points. All right, I, I'm, torture. I'm taking the Jets and the points too, and this is going to be related to my best bet. I think it's really when you when you pour that thing out. Not like the Cowboys' offense did. They had a special teams defense. You name it. You're talking to a guy who started Dak Prescott on his fantasy team this week. They scored 40 points and not one touchdown was accounted for by the quarterback. So that's kind of hard to do. So it's not like the Cowboys played lights out, but it was a little bit of a dream start for them against their division rival against the Giants. How many fumbles? That was three fumbles. Easily. Four fumble. It was a mess. So when you start that hot, it's hard to maintain that. Plus everybody's on your nuts yeah. after you yeah, play yeah, that yeah. way. Yep. So I get all of the problems with the Jets, but I'm taking those points. That's going to lead me to my best bet of the week is actually the Giants. The Giants go. The Giants were straight up awful, straight up terrible at home in the rain against the Cowboys. They are a five and a half point favorite against the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are really bad. I think the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL. I think the Giants, after just as it's hard to maintain after you play so well, the best time to take a team is after they play like pure shit. And the Giants were lower than shit against the Cowboys. I think they bounce back this week. I think the, I think this number, as long as it stays under seven, keep it. I got them at minus five and a half for my best bet of the week. They do have the best coaching staff in the game. I love the Giants coaching staff. I now they got they got a little bit outworked last week. I, I don't care. I still like Wink. I love Dable. <laughs> I love the I don't what do you say though? Well, I would Wink love is, to, is I, a, a Rex Ryan, you know, Ryan family tree there. Listen, I I'm consistent. In my kind yeah, of guys, yeah. my my kind of guys. I mean, listen, give me that. I like Wink a lot. Uh, they can't possibly be that bad. That's what I'm saying. It can't be. That's what I'm saying. And, and I and I do think Arizona is bad. Yeah, yeah. I I did have a list of teams who basically go like fire through. Like, are they that bad? The Giants were one of them, right? That you question, and there got to be more. One oh, yeah. of my favorites too. Pittsburgh. No, not Matt Canada. <laughs> that offense looked just worked. Chicago. Chicago, that bet. Justin Fields was running for his life on every play. And I don't even think Green Bay's defense is, is that great shakes. No. He was Houston, Colts, Houston. CJ Stroud slung that thing around, man. Yeah, he did. He did. But uh, how many games are you going to win? That's great tough. question. So what's your what's going to be your best bet of the week? Oh, give me, prop? oh give me. Let me sit. Uh, no prop. I'm going to sit in the... Let me sit in the camp of Belichick can't win without Tom Brady. Without Tommy. Uh, two in that offense, we talked about a lot. Two and a half points is the line on this game. Miami minus two and a half. Give me on Miami. the road. Okay. Yeah, it's but the uh, Sunday night game. My, I think Miami has an offense that can go out yes. there and score. They're, and it's not on the road in December, January, February. This is not the frozen tundra. Right. There. Right. Well, what is it going to be? It's going to be a little chilly. That's fine. Right. Put this game in 
in late December, I might feel differently about the two and a half points. I don't think it, they're not going to be that chilly. Two will be fine. I can't wait to come into the pizza box on Friday and watch this edition of Picks and Pizza on the YouTubes where you could be watching it right now. You can also uh, download on your favorite podcast, Apple, Spotify, the Googles, you name it. Just look for Picks and Pizza or you can search for the OG Media Company. We have all of our family of podcasts. And right now, if you are watching on YouTube, you can see all you got to do is go to oakwoodpizzabox.com Wednesday through Sunday. Order online. Go in and pick up while you're there. Sit at the counter. Drink a beer. It's got Narragansett on tap. Your other beer choices. Maybe that's for another that's different episode. Podcast. Different podcast. Is this the Shador Sanders uh, Heisman podcast? Is that this one? I saw uh, my friends from from uh, CBS Sports. Pick six. Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson. They're talking about how Shador Sanders could be a first round pick. And is playing himself into the first round of the NFL draft next year. It's the only thing as a Jet fan I have to look forward to is okay. Hey, it looks like there's three guys. All three. Listen, I took. I would take Shador right now. <laughs> I would say I'm extra. And, yeah, and I give NIL money. Whatever you need, I don't care. How does this work? Like, can I give enough NIL money that they can come to the pros? Is there I, whatever anything? Please. We have OG Pizza Night on Monday. At Oakwood Pizza Box. That's Are you looking up. forward to that? Absolutely. All right. Perfect. What, should we bet? We got to bet that we we maybe we have like a we have to have a couple shackles on that game. Uh, well, we probably should announce it on on a podcast. Okay. But so, my guess is, yeah, we could have some squares. Uh huh. Pick the final score. We'll do something in house. Yeah, some fun. Yeah, I, I could I could see us making something happen there. Maybe some props on uh, Bryce Young interceptions. We could have jersey number, the first touchdown score. We'll do some. We'll do some from pure entertainment purposes only. Wink, wink. Absolutely. Um, prop bets for that night on OGP tonight. But yes, check them out Wednesday through Sunday, right there on Person Street, right across from the world famous Krispy Kreme. It's the Oakwood Pizza Box. Go to online, order all your stuff. Get the square that's soon to be renamed the Gilio on the digital menu. I can't wait. <laughs> Although we're, we're not quite there yet. We're both two in one. So. Uh, I am looking forward to that, though. I'm looking forward to pulling up that digital menu and seeing my name. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, we got to win the game first. I feel so much better now. Picks and pizza. I've had Anthony. I've had Josh Goodson. And now I've got the king. I got all three of you on the same week. Riley Dunn, Groove Wagon. Good to have you back. Hey, good to be back. Week one of the NFL, as you like to tell me, is week Jump to conclusions week. National jump to conclusions week. That's right. So what conclusions should we be jumping to after seeing one week of data in the NFL? Well, so the deal with national conclude jump to conclusions week is um yeah, figure out whether you should be committing super hard to what you saw or kind of writing it off and everywhere in between because your instinct is always going to be you know wow oh we know so much just because you're responding to that i don't remember this was like 15 years ago or something but there was one week one where the buffalo bills uh beat, beat the patriots beat the pants <laughs> off the patriots right and everybody's like oh my god the patriots are injured this could be the beginning and like just another 15 years of excellence right um but the reason that happens because we're so darn thirsty for actual football to draw conclusions off of um, and there is a little bit of signal there so figuring out what is signal and what is noise uh, that's, that is our job today and going forward. So we we look at this through the lens of both a gambling context, you know, which teams should we be investing in? Which ones can we buy low? And also from a, from a fantasy context, yep. well, we've talked with Anthony, who is a Jets fan about the Jets. What do you suspect we should be doing with the Jets and oh all of the parts that they have, except now the one key part in quarterback Aaron Rodgers. So it looks like last year's team, it's part two, except they're even better because that defense looks legitimate. And Brees Hall, who was a big open question for a lot of folks, um, I, 
I bought the dip on Breeze pretty heavy because I can't stop myself from buying injury riddled dudes right. with talent. It's it's a weakness I have. Uh, Breeze looks phenomenal. At the same time, dear God, Zach Wilson. It's like the athleticism and terrible judgment of Sam Darnold, plus just the panic. I, like his instinct is to immediately freak out. So I, I guess for me, you know, in a managed league, um, I'd be sniffing around to see if people are super done with Brees specifically. Garrett Wilson, like it especially stinks for him because, you know, he did have a touchdown that looked pretty good. And a lot of the upside case on him, of course, was tied to Rodgers. That one stinks, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that is especially not good. Um, he probably, he, again, like he was pretty darn solid last year, even with the wretched quarterback play, it might be one of those, um, you know, a few years back, Allen Robinson would put up some solid years despite terrible QBs. DJ Moore would salvage some stuff like uh, Devontae Adams, you know, last year with Carr was definitely better than Zach Wilson. But I don't know, man. Some of these guys managed to salvage themselves. Yeah. I don't know if his upside case is still there anymore. Uh, Brees, I don't know if that guy cares. <laughs> like, he just seems like a winning winner that as they continue to take the reins off of, um, you know, his usage was pretty darn muted and even with that he's just ripping off chunk yardage and you know that that defense or at least i think we know that that defense is super legit typically a runner in his top d stack really nicely um uh speaking of usage just before i forget mm -hmm. if you look at denver um i'm not saying that they looked good <laughs> at all uh but Javante, if you were just looking at the box scores, you might think like, oh, okay, you know, Pirine is is still the play there. Uh, I don't know. It looked like Javante, they were trusting a lot more than you might expect given how bad his injury was. Yeah. Former his, Carolina running back Javante Williams. Yeah, Javante yeah. Williams, his talent, you know, his measurables and all that don't grade out anywhere near Brees. I mean, Brees has the the measurables freaks just in their pants going, <laughs> but like Javante um, does look like he's getting some pretty solid usage out of there. That might be something that people missed in that box score. I guess I, one of the things in daily, there's always some lag in pricing that you, you know, there's lag in, in markets, right? Where it's like, what you're trying to find now is who is better than they're being priced. Even if they're really good, Miami's a great example. Um, if two is alive, that looks like the best team in the AFC. I, right. Like, I get that that's take-ish. Picking overreacting. Dude, no, that, no Travis Kelsey for one week and you're ready to dump dude, the Chiefs. Dude, Long-term? Yeah. KC, freaking Cincinnati seems to just not start. Season doesn't start till yeah, uh, like Halloween. Week seven, like, it's <laughs> like they, they just do, you know, I'm not, I'm not burying anybody, but like right now, in form, if two is alive, that team is good, good. Um, that offense looks really, really powerful. And even with people knowing that, there's still a little bit of lag um, in the betting markets and in daily pricing that might make them really appealing. Um, yeah, we just faded the Patriots. Part of fading the, fading the Patriots was knowing how good that Miami, Miami offense can be. So on that, uh, Mac was throwing and the first quarter of that, I, uh, jumped. I love that. You're the anti coach and you're the anti sports writer. Sports writers refer to everyone by their last name and coaches refer to everyone by their number. You're just like, no, here, here's some first names for you. <laughs> Mac Jones, Mac Patriots Jones. quarterback, Mac Jones, Patriots quarterback. <laughs> so for, through Q one, uh, the, for the first quarter of that game, I'm in my slack with the East Coast Overghost guys being like, oh my God, New England looks atrocious. Mm -hmm. Turns out they're more or less fine. They ended up losing a close one to Philly and Philly didn't look amazing, but um, you know, still they're Philly. They're good, solid enough opener. Mac Jones threw a lot of passes. I think in, um, in managed fantasy, he finished 
uh, at least in you know our our league, which granted is a six point passing league, but he finished second on the week. And again, like the play volume there, they threw a lot of balls. Yeah. Fifty four passes, three hundred sixteen yards, three scores. That's so many passes. Um, and that was a guy every year we're looking for the late round QBs. A lot of folks were on Danny Jones. Best of luck with that in this upcoming campaign. He might not have gotten there. You don't want to jump to conclusions and bury him after a week, but uh, it didn't, it wasn't super promising. Similarly, uh, Justin Fields, I give him one more week before the pivot to Mac is underway. In all of my managed leagues, I've started picking up Mac Jones shares to try to cover for the fact that Chicago. Uh, despite that one preseason game where they're, you know, throwing stuff behind the line of scrimmage and ripping off big games, that looks like exactly what we hated about last year. It was basically, you know, try to run, be bad at that, let Justin Fields uh, throw the ball ineffectually 35 yards, 40 yards downfield, and then pray that he can do something with his legs. Hopefully they realize that uh, praying downfield is not a winning strategy, no matter how good at running your QB is. But uh, that's one where it's like, I'm giving them another week against uh, the Bucks, but past that, man, like uh, you don't want to get too attached to your preseason narratives because that is a quick way to just go down with a ship. And in week one and week two, in managed season long leagues, you typically wanna be throwing in some big bets on the waiver wire. This is going live after waiver wire is rolled, but actually I had a few people texting on the Kings line asking about waivers. Uh, the gang down in LA, the Rams, uh, Puka, can't even say his last name, but that rookie uh, wide receiver out there, Puka Nasua, that dude was targeted a whole bunch. Well, he was playing in the Cooper Cup. He's playing in the Cup role, and McVay uh, turns out might still be a real good coach. Stafford, you know, so long as he's healthy, I think a lot of people post the Cup injury, especially, but just generally, given how bad the vibes were on their campaign last year, it does feel like we were pretty quick to just write them off as bad, bad. <sighs> McVeigh is a good coach, you know? Like, he had Boy Genius thing going. He had what took down a Super Bowl yep. and then had one, there twice. had one snake book campaign, and it feels like we kind of overreacted on that. Um, you know, you love seeing a rookie that gets that amount of targets at wideout because rookies definitely can contribute in major ways. Um, and then also... Uh, Kyron Williams, I think. Yep. Um, Cam Akers is Garbo. Uh, <laughs> that dude is trash. And I, you know, I don't like to tout or fade players too heavily and explosively. That dude stinks. Okay. And very quickly, it looks like McVeigh. Uh, let's figure that out. Let's figure that out. <laughs> and like usage wise, I like seeing that because again, McVeigh, unlike some of these folks who are very quick to do committees, you mentioned before we were on air, Tyler Algier, who yeah. if that dude was on your wire, dear, white waiver wire, dear God, go scoop that. Um, so I won good late draft pick. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. So let's talk your team. And, no, no, uh, no. Before we get to that, let's talk about, you mentioned that the Kings line, text the King, 919-306-8598. That's 919-306-8598. We're recording this on Thursday. This will post today. You have plenty of time on Saturday and Sunday when you're setting your lineups. Text Riley. He will get back to you. Now, you can also go to thatdamnwagon.com because there are very important beverages to be sold. There are families to be supported here. <laughs> Not going to lie to you. My wing guy, Ryan, was like, hey, man, I heard you talk about the seltzers on the podcast. Can you get me some? So I went to the butcher's market that you told me to go to. Out in Wake Forest. Out in Wake Hell Forest. Yeah. Great spot. It's a double whammy for me. It gets both my both my people there. <laughs> butcher's market is dangerous. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> so they're my people. That's fine. And they had the Magnifico. They only had they only had singles. So I bought the rest of the Magnificos. He went to the Willie Nelson show because he was like, "Hey man, I just I don't feel like drinking. I just want to be chill." And I said, "Oh." <laughs> 
people. I got the thing for you, player. I got you, playboy. I got you. So he he texted me back. He's like, those were great. That's exactly what I was looking for. Riley is not lying to you. Hey. That was my number one takeaway. That's good. That's good. The king is not lying to the people. I, I am definitely safely not jumping to any conclusions by saying Riley knows exactly what he's talking about. So Groove Wagon. Uh, you guys had a great time at uh, Hopscotch. Too. Hopscotch was tremendous. Um, it was real, real good. We had two stations set up. We had one at City, one at Moore Square. And man, the love was crazy. And also, I got to say, for all the retailers that we have been in bed with for a while, State of Beer, um, you know, was a great one that really took care of us, Peace Street Market. But we actually got some new folks, not retailers, but like um, uh, bars and restaurants, Longleaf Swine. Cool. And Longleaf Hotel. We had great presences okay. at Junction West. We did a thing at. This is where we point out that you need to be 21. You need to be 21. And just explain again what the, the type of seltzers that they are. Yeah. So a little bit of low dose THC. No booze. Right. No booze, but you still have a good time because there's just a little bit of THC. Hits okay. you immediately. Um, obviously, but, obviously legal. Yep, totally legal. Uh, yeah, it hits you immediately, but you know you can kind of graduate that on up. And I don't know if you know this, but um, live music and weed are friends. <laughs> yeah, they are. I know. It's crazy. And actually, I don't know if you know this, but um, eating barbecue and weed are friends, actually. Yeah, turns out so, good call, man. Yeah, so we don't we don't gotta overthink this. Um, and then actually one one other place um, that was really good to us that is just uh, possibly wildly different from the typical uh, OG audience, but Ruby Deluxe and Wicked Witch, which uh, are for the alternative audience, man. Yeah. They had us there. We're always expanding, man. Come on. It was freaking wonderful. <laughs> and it was really cool, especially because one of um one of the members of our crew, this dude Andy Keller, actually where the name uh, Groove Wagon came from. He um he's a he's a wrestler. Like he was a mm. wrestler growing up. He's got like the cauliflowers and all that. And you know, he he looks like a jock's jock. And to have him in one of the flagship uh, alternative crowds in in the triangle was really freaking cool because it was mad love and it was audiences getting together that ordinarily would not and you know that's one of the things that we love to see on the wagon is turns out uh it doesn't matter if you're straight or queer or republican or democrat male or female young or old so long as you're 21 plus everybody gets down on the wagon and it was really cool to see that over hopscotch all right, now let's go to a little something I'm going to call Fix Joe's Fantasy Team. <laughs> All right, so obviously I didn't listen to you on draft day. My bad. My bad. Uh, lost this week, not because of my bad drafting or because of Darren Waller, but because somehow the Cowboys scored 40 points. Yeah, you ran into the Cowboys. And no, their quarterback was not involved in any oh, of the touchdowns. Dak, that's right. I had Dak. Yeah, Dak he ends right. up with six points. Brutal. All right, so uh, my 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 scoring is basically standard ESPN scoring. So I need your help. I've got here are my three quarterback choices. They're down to Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, or CJ Stroud. We got Dak against the Jets, we've, which I don't like. We've got Purdy against the Rams, maybe, and we've got Stroud who slung that thing around the yard last week against the Colts, which feels like it could be a a back and forth. Uh, one thing about my scoring, I am not punished for interceptions. Really? So that does factor in there really? as well. So you can see last week, uh, Purdy had 18 points, Stroud had 12, and Dak had six. So what what says the king? I really don't hate Brock Purdy. All right, let's do it. I'm listening to the king. Like I, I Brock Purdy's on my list now. So in, in... You had talked about this, though, before the year. The, the, A, the Niners schedule is not that hard and b their offense when christian's healthy oh man and, and he and was brandon Ayuk. so like my you, did, you were on iu i've been on him because i've got kittle and it was not a George kittle on week. him heavy <laughs> and that looks that whole offensive situation so speaking of um you know 
the macro of thinking about which teams are real, real good, good. And even though, yeah, we, we see that they're real, real good, good. It still might not even be priced up high enough in the market. Good God, did the Niners look fantastic. I mean, just casual kicking ass. Um, so I don't and hate I Purdy. Did, and I did have the Niners. I have the Niners uh, Super Bowl ticket. That's It's already gone down to 7-1 to one Love now. it. I had it on 11-1. I know 11 is not great, but it's still pretty good. I, uh, I don't hate that. Um, also love seeing the Tyler Algiers in there. All right. So uh, I'm going to put him in the lineup this week, yeah. which means I'm taking Waller out. Yeah, dude. Puka and Kyron, I really... I wish we'd had this conversation to get you to try to shove on those for the waiver. Kendrick Bourne is out there. Joshua Kelly, uh, the backup to Austin Eckler for the Chargers. He actually seems like he might have taken a little bit of um, a step forward talent-wise. And, of course, that opportunity yep. is huge. Um, I don't know. The, the thing that I'm seeing to bail out the teams with terrible starts to this campaign, because this is what always happens in week one fantasy. Yeah is it does it craig stokes loves to say all you really want is to know that you didn't make any terrible picks Darren Waller, yeah maybe yeah it's a little game people say <laughs> but that is what you're looking for and if you see, are I, look, I saw miles sanders had 45 percent was involved in 45 percent of their plays i was happy with that pick solid use I, I mean look i'm not gonna panic over jamar chase he'll be no, fine. fine i'm actually not gonna panic over amari cooper although man Nick Chubb certainly looks like that was the way to go because oh. it looked like Cleveland ran on every down. Yeah, the Chubb, and they, they actually threw to him a little bit too. Yeah, which is scary. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to worry about that one either, like I, given my choices, because DJ Moore didn't light the world on fire. Good Darnell God, Mooney no. was better than so, he was. So I'm not going to kill myself over some of these, but uh, maybe I can salvage it with Algier. Maybe, and like I said, Robert Woods, Stroud threw on every down. Yeah, like Houston threw on every day. By the way, I do love that uh, you pick. You've got a nice little stacky there. If if that does become a thing, yeah. that'll be cool. You'll get a little leverage out of that. Um, in terms of salvage jobs, man, I, New England. Who? <laughs> this is how much yeah. of an idiot I am. You should know that I say um, a lot of things. Many of those things are idiotic and okay. immediately <laughs> revealed as idiotic. Uh, one from this last week was just burying new england after like a half a quarter of football 54 attempts i mean yes. we couldn't exactly see that one coming so uh if your team feels like garbo and unfortunately waivers have probably run for a lot of folks but i would try to see if you can scrape some value out of that new england situation mac jones very well might just be chilling on waivers am i saying like he's gonna rescue your season guaranteed no but what i am saying is uh 54 passing attempts is a lot is a lot from a team that generally speaking has been well run for a while also like, has a tough schedule. So it's not like they're going to be in a situation where yeah. they're running out the clock. Like they're probably going to be behind all year. I can throw in the football. Yeah, I can see that the King man, you, he could be, you could use his help. I know I can. I'm glad you came and helped me. Give him a text, 919-306-8598, 919-306-8598 or go to that damn wagon.com riley hey appreciate it, man always love being on for the folks who don't know what the deal is with groove wagon uh turns out you don't always have to choose between alcohol and nothing there's a perfectly lovely third way it's called lodos weed and it's fantastic it's only 10 calories uh you know you're a parent or somebody starting to take work more seriously or going through the body rightification process, mm -hmm. uh, check it out, man. And if you don't love it, you know, uh, I'll apologize to you on the show. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do it again next week. Appreciate you, Riley. And we'll see you again. And good luck this weekend. Hey, thanks. I don't know if you're somebody who likes luck, but I oh, do, particularly when it comes oh, to gambling. So, oh, oh, I am annoyingly superstitious. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, Me too. absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. I want winners. Joining us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, Josh Goodson, RTP Mortgage. Josh, how are you this week? I'm doing good, Joseph. How are you doing, bud? Well, you know, after last week in our college picks, I felt better. I just felt better. I went 3-0 and last week. Yeah. You went 1-2. and I, I have faith in you, though. Do you know why? 
I got the lock of the week. That's the most important That's one, right? Exactly. That's the second week in a row that you got the lock of the week. So it, this leads me to believe you know what you're doing when you hone in and get ready. Yeah. So actually, let's start there. Let's start with the lock of the week. What if I told you I got research to back this up too? Not only okay. like honing in, but I've got research to follow this up as well. So You know, after our week zero picks, I welcome research. Alabama lost last week at home outright. You were all in on Texas. I didn't believe it till I saw it, but they, they, they beat them up and down the field. They were the better, more physical, talented team. That doesn't happen to Alabama a lot. Maybe Alabama's on the, you know, on the come down. Maybe got that, there's some Clemson to them. Of, you know, they don't have sure. to do what they once had. It's not going to matter this week. They are okay. actually on the road at South Florida. I can only imagine that Nick Saban signed up and was okay with this because he's probably there now just recruiting in Tampa, Orlando, everywhere for the rest of the week. That's the only reason I could think that it makes sense. But did a little research. Alabama doesn't lose a lot. Uh, they, just, they just don't. They play in tough games every now and again, but they don't lose a lot. Last year, they had the close one at Texas. They won that game. The next week, they it's won win, 60. Yeah. The next week, they won their game 63-7. to seven. Okay. Two years That's ago, they had a here. Two years, two years ago, they had a close win against Florida. And close wins for Bama are almost like losses for every other team. Like they're they're treated like losses and such. Two years ago, twenty twenty one, close win against Florida. Next week, they won sixty three to fourteen against Southern Miss. They also lost in twenty twenty one to A and M. They won the next week forty nine to nine. This week, they are laying thirty two points. I was gonna say it's South a big Florida. number. It's a big number, but South Florida stinks. South Florida lost to Western Kentucky. I think this is a pick-your-number game for Alabama. I, I think it could be something like 52 to nothing type thing. And 32, I don't think is enough. Roll Tide laid the 32. They, they, these games are never close in these scenarios. All right, so your your best bet, you're two and zero on your best bets on the season so far. Let's just let's just go through this because we're we're all transparent here now. Two and six minus four sixty. For me, I am four and four on this season. You might be like, okay, Joe, you're even. No, no, sir. It's not how the juice works. Four and four. I am minus thirty. So my best bet this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly tell you here, and I'm gonna take an SEC team, but I'm not taking Alabama. I am taking Georgia. My biggest takeaway from watching UNC and App State last weekend was. Now, hold on. Carolina had nine sacks against South Carolina. They have none against App State. Either App State has some sort of Lombardi's blocks of granite offensive line or, or South Carolina's offensive line must be a steaming pile of garbage. Do you know who it would not behoove you to play if you have a steaming pile of garbage Playing the offensive line. Pick me. I know the answer. Maybe the best God. defensive. Maybe the best defensive line in the country. Yes, the Georgia Bulldogs. I know this number is huge. It's twenty-seven for a conference game. I know Georgia has had some turnover personnel-wise. I get that. I also get that last year South Carolina ended the year by playing their balls off against Tennessee down at home, and then beating. Um, who was their other win? They, they pulled off another, uh, Clemson. Yeah, it was Clemson and Tennessee to close out the regular season. They, I mean, they were those were top 10 teams that they beat. So they're the talent. There is talent there. Please don't get me wrong when I talk about South Carolina. This has got 35-3 written all over it, though. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? Yeah. I could see South Carolina fight a little bit. It, it, it might be one of those games where you turn it on in the second quarter and you're like, it's only 10 to nothing. Okay, and, and, then like, all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden there's like a pick six or a short field and then the game's out of control and it's done. And to your point, 35-3 or 42-3 to or something like that probably ends up happening. All right, so let's go to Anthony's alma mater, your alma mater now, hosting Minnesota. This number opened at six. It's now popped up to seven and a half. Carolina, a seven and a half 
home favorite, Josh, what says you? I can't quit Drake May. Just can't quit him. He's the best player on the field. This is one of my perfect who has the best players on the field, and UNC has way more of them than Minnesota does. I think Minnesota's lost a little bit. They, there was this thought that they could just run over everyone, um, and UNC's running defense has still got a few issues. I just don't think they're going to keep up, to be honest with you. Um, I think UNC will do their patented get enough stops just to give the ball back to Drake May and win by 10 or you know two touchdowns and such. I would lay the seven and a half um, with right. the Hills. Anthony, you want to chime in on your heels? Can we get an offense? Can we get Drake May going? Can we get guys in space? I know I'm a big, I'm a big Mike Leach guy, RIP, but like, can we do something in that vein? Like we saw how to like get wide receivers in space. Can we get the ball out there? I'm that told, state, I'm told like that the there's Jerry Rice. I'm sure there's a Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, like, you know, waiting in the wings who's not being allowed to play. That the best wide receiver in the history of the world isn't playing, and that's the reason of all these issues. That's what I'm told, at least. <laughs> Listen, he should be playing. It, it, it's the don't get me started on the NCAA and their ridiculousness. Um, he should be on the field. It couldn't hurt somebody to get open. All right. So right. I thought it was a tough spot last week for the Heels after playing as well as they did against South Carolina. I kind of knew that App State would fight, that the number was 18 made it a little bit easier to take. I kind I'm gonna go with you here, Josh. I'm gonna follow you, even though I think Minnesota will I, I would have preferred this at six, but sure. I'll I'll take the heels at seven and a half. I think they win a 10 point game. I think they win this one 35-24, 11 point game. 35 24. I think the heels cover one more in-state game, and this kind of follows one of our rules. ECU now 0-2 goes to App State. And I know you have a stat for me that App State, after pouring it out against Carolina last year, won. But whoo, I'm not so sure about this one, Josh. Nine and a half. Feels like a lot of lumber for an ECU team that, come on, you know they're going to fight in this game. Come on. I feel like this is a... uh... I hate to be the early in the season, like three games into it, but they need to do something. There's some bad vibes down in Greenville. And if you can't get up for this game, when are you going to get up? And so I'm kind of like, I don't know if, I don't know if going with the the mentality of a a last gasp mentality is the best way to go. Maybe a team's just bad, right? (laughs) I think at some point we get to a, a point where like, maybe just a team isn't good. Yeah, but they just don't have it. Playing Marshall, who's got athletes. I think states and that was the first thing. They had the same issue as NC State to an extent. It was 13-13, and then I think the started raining there, and they came back from the long break. And the score there was not nearly as a yeah. lopsided as the actual game was. And I think the score actually helped get us to this number, inflated yes, the number from nine and a half. If it had finished Marshall winning by a touchdown, this line's probably closer to a touchdown. I think there's kind of some moving parts of that. I think there's value in getting ECU. They're going to fight. App State just had their heart ripped out. Um, I, I like the Pirates. Give me the in-state team playing the in-state team, getting points over a touchdown all day, any day. All right, so you're with me then. Yeah. We're taking the I'm points the here. And we're taking the heels together. You guys are in locks. And we're taking two SEC powers to cover big numbers. Joe would tell us tell you, Anthony, that if we're in lockstep, then we may as well just go ahead and take the L because he, he has a series. That we yeah, we're running, <laughs> I'm running to the border right after this. We're recording. It's Wednesday. I'm driving to the border. Pizzas tonight are going to be late. I am. I'm, I'm, I got. I will, I'll be in Boone. I will actually be in Boone for this game this weekend. Wearing the purple. You got tickets? Yeah. That's really impressive, sir. That is so. really impressive. I'll be there with the wife wearing some purple and gold. It, it is nice to go to a game that you don't care who wins, to be honest. Sure. So I'm excited it's still impressive that. that you <laughs> – it's still impressive. Uh, before we get to the important stuff in your ad here, you're you're okay with the Wolfpack after the loss to Notre Dame? I, I felt like I needed some some talking off the ledge after after the way that thing unfolded. Um. So I just said it. Maybe teams just aren't good, and we'll we'll learn that, right? Maybe we will learn that through the year. Um, I think me and you agree that a lot of NC State's issues are look coachable and correctable, and you're on not defense, dealing, sure. and you're not, yeah. especially on defense. 
and you're not dealing with a talent issue. But sometimes you're just dealing with you just don't have enough talent to keep up. And, you know, you have to have everything good perfect. On defense, I think I'm going to trust Tony Gibson. They're not going to play as good of a team, I don't think, the rest of the year as Notre Dame. People have to remember that. Interesting. Uh, the game, that's, that's it was another game where the final score didn't feel like it should have been that, kind of given how the, the game was going. It was a touchdown game in the fourth quarter. Offense, my hope with them is I don't know if they have dudes or if they're the yeah. dudes that they got just need to start playing more. It's Dave Dovern, Dave Dorn is as stubborn as you know. Yes. He will he will play an experienced upperclassman until like he has literally has to be told, Dave, you are going to lose your job if if you don't change something here. And so maybe we're going to start seeing that with the wide receivers. I think that the, the two freshmen, I would rather take my lumps with their upside than we've already kind of seen what some of the you know upperclassmen have done and. I'm not throwing it in yet. I, I didn't change my opinion on state it, that much after this game. That's just me, my opinion. So, and I won't change my opinion that I have my mortgage with RTP Mortgage and Josh Goodson, and so should you. Give him a call two five two. This could require my glasses two five two three six one fourteen fifteen. That's two five two three six one fourteen fifteen. Or you can go to RTP Mortgage. Dot com. I'm just going to say the NMLS number because I feel like I'm legally required to. You have to, say it really fast. you have to say it really, really, really fast, though, like, like a commercial voice. One five six nine 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 five is the NMLS number. Check Josh out online or again, you can give him a call. Josh, I know the uh, the market is not exactly our friend right now. There's probably still ways though that you can help people save money, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely a market that's tough with with the rates, but. We are lucky to live in, a, in an area where um, home prices are still good. Home value is good. And if you want, if you have to get into the market right now, it's actually a good time to do it because the price, the rates can always drop. The house price is just going to continue to go up. So buying now, you can always refi later, you know, when rates present themselves to do that. It's not a bad, bad way to go in this market. And, and a lot of people are actually still doing that, which is good to see. So when Anthony finally gets that second location for the Oakwood Pizza Box and needs that second mortgage, you're there for him at RTP Mortgage. I can assist him, yeah. Yes. There it is. Lock it in. <laughs> Lock, it in. Lock it in. All right, Josh. Appreciate you taking some time for us today. And best of luck on improving that record. I, I know I've already jinxed myself. So, you know. I'm feeling good this week. Three. I'm feeling three and a Okay. Do you want me to change the uh, Minnesota pick so that we're not? Yeah. No, yeah, no, you just because you're not. Josh doesn't believe in curses, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't believe in jinxes and any of that stuff, which I don't know how he does it. But yeah, I like yeah three and zero this week, and also give me the give me the Saints. Who are the Panthers playing? The Saints. Saints Monday night. I I saw enough from them on Sunday with the Panthers. Yeah, there's I think they stink. Right, well, <laughs> I think they stink. Fade the Panthers. That's gonna do it for us. This week on Picks and Pizza, make sure you download the podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Googles, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening right here on the YouTubes, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button. Check us out. Please leave a comment. Do all those good things. And of course, support the people who support our show. That's the Oakwood Pizza Box. That's RTP Mortgage. Josh, knock on wood, four-leaf clover, whatever we got to do. Let's get this thing through. And we'll be back next week right here on Picks and Pizza.